Odessa. And Odessa, if Larry becomes the commissioner, you do realize I am going to be the assistant commissioner. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Listen, Larry, someone with assistants, I need to, I, I definitely got some things to learn. <laughs> oh, man, you know, we, we all do. Okay. Package oh, deal. Doesn't go. <laughs> all right. All right. Here we go, guys. I'm Scott Farber. My co-host, of course, is a former New York Giant, the host of the Extra Point TV show on this network, and most important, uh, importantly, my good buddy, Larry Mallory. And Larry, uh, we, we haven't done a podcast in a while. You've been away yeah. helping your 91 or two-year-old mom and your brother who is going through some cancer issues. So you've been out of town getting some family things done. Everything is going okay now? Yeah, um, everything is, is, is going pretty good. Uh, the family, my brother is recovering fairly well. Uh, my sister now is there with my mom, so there's still someone there to take care of, of both of them. And ultimately, I think they're going to all drive up to Illinois together. All right. And we're still stuck in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, equality protests continue every day. Another tragic shooting uh, uh, by police in Kenosha, Wisconsin, of uh, Jacob Blake. Um, it's just a difficult time. We'll yes. probably get into that a little bit later. But we have some good news. And everybody's wondering who this lovely person is waiting for us uh, uh, to join the podcast. And Larry, I'm going to turn it over to you. But we have, uh, I'd like to announce the uh, Women's National Football Conference. And Odessa Jenkins, the founder and CEO uh, of the conference is joining us. And Larry, take it away, man. Well, we're very honored to have uh, Odessa Jenkins on our show, Scott. In fact, her, her nickname sort of is OJ, which is, you know, something <laughs> strongly relating to football. But I'd like to just go over a little bit about OJ first. Uh, she's the founder of the WNFC. Um, she has a list of, of, I think, very outstanding uh, things that she's done. She was the inaugural participant for the NFL Women's Career and Football Forum. Uh, she's globally recognized as a leader in women's football. She's the market leader in, co in corporate social responsibility and executive. She has executive leadership experience, experience in privately funded startups, 22 years, Scott, 22 years of coaching and playing experience, a Hall of Fame running back, a four-time national champion, and a USA football team captain and two gold medals. OJ, that, that's an that's a, a absolutely fantastic history. Just tell us a, a little bit more about your, your business and football history. Well, Larry, I'm, I'm going to take you with me everywhere I go before. I, I'm going to just see if we can handle, you can handle all my introductions going forward. Um, thank you so much. I'm honored and humbled. Uh, to be around such impressive gentlemen and, uh, and talking about what, what I'm doing. But yeah, uh, so, you know, I've actually played football my entire life. I've uh, been an athlete. Uh, football was my first sport. And you know, when I saw the boys running around, uh, it was the one that caught my eye, right? And yeah. I was lucky enough to be a daughter to a dad who loved to see his baby play sports. Um, and to a mom who thought there was no nothing I couldn't do. So I was uh, encouraged, encouraged to, to play all sports by my parents. And growing up in South Central LA with the 
with the guys, you had to kind of be tough if you were going to play outside. So, yeah, that's um, true. so that's how I found the game. And frankly, you know, growing up playing, I played basketball and football and came to a point in my life as an eighth grader uh, where I had a coach tell me, listen, it's time to give up football because there's no place for women there. And, um, you know, I'm not a very large human. Uh, <laughs> I'm a pretty decent athlete. I've uh, been called OJ my whole life because I played running <laughs> back. And, um, you know, I got to the eighth grade and my coach said, listen, you've got a real opportunity to go pay for college and help your family and help yourself and uh, get out of the hood per se. And you're smart. And I think that you should make the smart decision and focus on basketball. And so I did, and it was tough. And I went on and played Division One basketball, and no regrets. But as soon as my senior year was over, I went looking for football again and trying to find ways that women were involved. And I was surprised, like most people are when I tell them today, that there were thousands of women all over the planet playing tackle football. I, could, I like, I couldn't believe it. I was, I was just blown. My mind was blown. And so I started playing and I was lucky enough to have a really great career in a bunch of leagues all over the country and uh, played for USA football and won some gold medals and won some MVPs and got voted the top running back in women's football and made the hall of fame and all these things. And yet, um, you know, I was in the highlight of my career. I was actually in an in NFL offices uh, with the Atlanta Falcons. I had been awarded the Bill Walsh Diversity Internship. And uh, I was sitting in the running back's room in one of these giant plush chairs and had come off of practice number two. And there were all these things available to these athletes. And I just want to go medal in a national championship. And nobody knew who I was, knew who my sisters was, and my coaches were. And I frankly had decided sitting in an NFL office that um, I wanted to put women's tackle football on the map. And that I um, not only thought that I had what it took, but I was learning sitting in the NFL about um, some of the things that we would have to do in women's football to be taken seriously. And so I set off from there, that was 2017. The next year in 2018, I got a group of business leaders together. We went to all the teams who have been playing women's football across the country. And we landed on 20 who believed in the vision. And I walked into the offices at Adidas and said, listen, this is what we're going to go do. And they're like, who are you? <laughs> who are you? Um, same thing with Riddell. And I said, listen, I got a vision. And I have more than a vision. I have a plan. And there's a model. There's a market for this. And they believed me. And uh, we were the first league that either of those um, large companies sponsored for women's tackle football. And two years later, we are uh, kicking off with the WNFC. So, well, that's, so let me ask you, jump in and ask you a question. Yeah. How, how were you able to get those meetings with those corporations? So it's really interesting. Um, you know, it's all about who you know, right? And the, the connections you make. So before we had gone to Adidas, um, we actually had a deal um, with another major provider uh, who was big in football and football apparel. They were actually more of a football apparel provider than Adidas was. And we got that deal 
because um, one of the, the, the executives in the league at the time, uh, Candace Mitchell, who's our former commissioner, was a, a high school athletic director. And so I said, hey, yo, give me all of your contacts. And she did. And we ended up talking to one person who talked to another person and made it to somebody who was willing to listen to me. And so I had a deal packaged in my hand, um, ready to go that I thought was the best deal that women's football had ever gotten. And I ended up talking to a friend about the deal. I, I was talking to Jen Welter. You may, you may know Jen Welter. Um, she was the first um, woman to get an internship as a- as I was her agent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, well, you know what I'm So at the time, Jen was doing these uh, girls uh, football camps uh, with Adidas. And I called her up and I was like, yo, Jen, you won't believe it, but I just, I'm about to sign the first- <laughs> Women's Tackle Football League apparel deal. Like, it's it's done. This thing's happening, and it's crazy, and every team's going to get XXX. And she was like, man, I got to introduce you to Adidas because um, they would love this deal. And she made the introduction, and it was very similar. Like, they didn't know who really we were. They barely knew who Jen was. They didn't know who I was. And so they were like, yeah, pushed me over to a marketing person. And... Um, just doing things the way that I do it, not ever taking no for an answer and walking into every room like I'm supposed to be there. I ended up getting to um, some key decision makers. And when I sat in front of the key decision makers and started talking to them about the advancement of women and girls in football, and frankly, uh, the idea that, that this is a, an opportunity like no other, and if they get into it now, what they could do for women and girls. And hearing that, they were like, put that other deal. They, they, they told us to kill the other deal. And I was, and you know, if you have never had a deal and somebody you don't know says, I'll just kill that Kill that deal. <laughs> You're like, how did you, where did you recruit women to play? Where did you get the venues from? I mean, this yeah. is a big deal. So yeah. this, is, this is really interesting is um, the, the, the semi-professional women's football um, market is, is pretty developed. So they, they, you know, been playing in places and been traveling and kind of have that worked out. So we play in um, high school facilities, college facilities, facilities that already exist that actually can handle our clientele our fan base um, because we have a smaller fan base we need to be empowered to be able to control some of the operation right um, fans that show up to our games are a huge revenue source um, so getting into some of the bigger stadiums where they you know keep the revenue it costs thirty thousand dollars to turn the lights on that kind of thing just it isn't isn't realistic so right. we play our games and facilities that are already built for us and that's the cool thing about uh, football is because there's a football field everywhere in America. And so our sport uh, doesn't rely on the need uh, to have to own property, which is, which is big for us. So how many, how many teams, how many cities, uh, you know, do you have going already? Sure. We have uh, 20 teams in 18 cities. So we have teams as far as Washington, DC and the Washington prodigy, to Washington State in the Seattle Majestics. So we have 20 teams spanned across the nation right now. 
Okay, Larry, I'm going to turn it back to you. I keep jumping over you because I'm finding this so interesting. It is interesting, and, 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 it's, and it's really so timely, I think, because there are, you know, a number of things that's aligning to the issues of women at this point. Uh, OJ, how did Bill Walsh get – the reason I'm asking about Bill Walsh is that I actually played for him my last year with the 49ers, and I, I, I felt just he was a, a, a solid human. He was a great head coach, but also just a solid guy. What led – how did you in, uh, get Bill Walsh involved in this whole – process so it's interesting I, I didn't actually get bill walsh i just got his the internship that's named in his honor uh, oh, okay so okay. uh katie sowers who you all might know who's the um wide receivers coach uh for the san francisco 49ers um she her and i played together we played on the u.s national team we played against each other um if y'all ever get her on the show don't ask her about playing against me she never <laughs> Never beat me. She never beat me. Um, <laughs> shout out to Katie. But no, um, <laughs> Katie, who was, who was a great like teammate of mine and a great competitor, um, we played against each other. We talked. We, you know, we knew each other from football. So when she went and got the internship with the Atlanta Falcons, she told the folks in Atlanta about this woman named Odessa. Hey, you got you to gotta meet this woman named Odessa. She's a coach. She's a running back. She's dynamic or whatever. And so she made an introduction to Scott Pioli, who at the time was the uh, assistant GM of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, and I met Scott and he became a great mentor to me. And um, he connected me with the uh, teams down or with the, with the Dallas Cowboys at the time. And I was able to go to rookie camp and spend a week with them and got great feedback. And then Sam Rappaport, who you guys know now is the, uh, director of DNI for the NFL. Um, I had met her through women's football as well. And so through Sam and through Scott, I ended up um, having an opportunity to apply for the internship and mo met Coach Dan Quinn and uh, Tom Dimitrioff and that crew over there um, was impressed enough about, by me to invite me to training camp. So I spent eight weeks with the Falcons and learned a lot from the coaches down there. And that, that's the Bill Walsh connection. Now, is your goal to, would you eventually want to wind up in the NFL, not as a player, of course, but, you know, in the NFL in some capacity, or is the goal to build this league into something big and, and, and just stay with the league? The goal, is to, the goal is to build this league into something big. Um, and so however that gets done, if that's by being a part of the NFL and, you know, I'm, I'm about, I, we call it GSD. <laughs> I'm about getting stuff done. So um, I have aspirations as a coach, but nothing to me uh, for my future is more important than making sure that women have a viable professional league to play in and that girls who are running around as eight-year-olds like I did with a football have a place to play when they're, when they're out of college. Uh, uh, OJ, I wanted to ask you too, real quickly, is that not a championship ring on your hands? Yeah, that is a championship ring. So uh, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm the head coach for the team here in Dallas, and, and uh, we just happen to be for a very long time the top team in the country. So, um, yeah, so my, my, my team's pretty good, and uh, that's one of the, one of the benefits of, of the league is that um, we have some really good football in it, right? There's teams in it in Atlanta and Denver and Seattle and 
Washington and um, some really good teams that have traditionally been women's football greats that are mm-hmm. in this league. So I'm, I'm excited about that. So when does the season start? So the season, we, we play spring ball. So j- mm-hmm. the season was supposed to be from April to July. Now, okay. you all know from April to July, we're, the, the pandemic shut our country down, our world down. Uh, so we ended up canceling our season in March because we saw this coming. Uh, we knew that without fan revenue, without sponsorship revenue, we don't exist, right? There's no way. We don't have huge TV contracts that pay us three years in advance like some of the male leagues or even some of the women's leagues that are connected to the men's leagues, right? Um, so we, we are kind of a pay-as-you-go, make, make revenue-as-you-go entity because we're a startup. We just, we're two years old. This will be season number two. Um, so we don't actually start up again until the spring of 2021. So everything that we're doing from now and to then is to get the word out about our organization. And gbctv.net is very, very interested in supporting those efforts and getting the word out. Is, is there anything you'd like to share with women that, uh, that are interested in playing in the next season, what they should do maybe? Yeah. Or, you know, what the focus should be? So the first thing I will say is that um, we, if you're 18 and over um, and you have a passion for football and you have athletic experience, uh, I would absolutely encourage you to go to wnfcfootball.com backslash join. Uh, and we have a recruitment page out there that tells you all about the league, all about the teams. And you can put your information out there. If you've played the sport before, there's an opportunity to upload highlights and film. And you'll have somebody reach out to you, whether it's a coach from a local team or somebody in the, in the administrative office. So going to our website is the best way to get more information about the league. Um, I will also say that um, there's other ways to get involved. If you don't want play ball, but you want to help us help the world reimagine women, strong women, women in football, then you absolutely can go to the website or any of our socials. We're at wnfcfootball.com or at wnfcfootball on all of the socials. We got a really cool campaign going on right now where um, we had 20 photographers from, and creators from all over the country come in uh, and lend their services to us to do a uniform reveal since we weren't going to have a season. So there's a lot of content out there right now where you guys can go see all the cool Adidas uniforms and Riddell helmets that were uh, a part of our sponsorship. So we would love for you to keep supporting us and go check it out. I, I'll tell you this, once you get into the WNFC, it's impossible to get out because uh, it's addicting, right? It's so empowering. <laughs> but I will encourage anyone, women or men, not just women and girls who want to play but men as well that are looking for a way to give back to women in a sport that you love, uh, I'd suggest that you get involved with the WNFC. Honestly, I, I wanted just to thank you, Odessa. You've done a great job in, in getting this league started. Um, we, we look forward to supporting your efforts and we'd like to bring you back on our show uh, for the extra point and, to t- and possibly bring some of your players with you. So we're in support of your efforts. We appreciate what you've done, and we look forward to supporting you in the future. Thank you so much. This is so important to us that we continue to have these conversations and introduce the world to our sport. We love it.